The big bad Big Ten is about to get a lot heftier with UCLA and USC coming in the near future. Why this year's schedule is perfect for the Gophers to test that addition. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, yesterday we had a show and boy, oh boy, did we touch a nerve when it came to Badgers fans. You can check out the comments from yesterday's show, or you can head on over to the LO Golden Gophers Twitter page. And look at yesterday's episode and see just how riled up the Badgers fans got from us saying that they were going to be overrated for one year in 2023. And apparently that meant that we had just spit on their whole team, burned down the city of Wisconsin and so much more. But am I surprised by the rapid and crazy reaction from Badgers fans? No. So definitely check that show out from yesterday. We also have talked about the top five receivers in program history for the Gophers. And we had an interview with Caden Betts this week. So it's been a great week so far. And today we've got another one going for you because this year's schedule is perfect for the Golden Gophers moving forward. Yes, it might look difficult. Yes, we'll talk about it all, but it helps us moving forward in the Big Ten, which is allowed to, about to get a lot more competitive. So perfect proving ground. Be sure to follow Golden Gophers, Locked On Golden Gophers, wherever you get the podcast at Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Pods, iTunes. I almost forgot what Apple Pods is called, but find us at LO Golden Gophers, Locked On Golden Gophers, and be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube where we're building this community up. And you know what? That's another chord that we struck with some of those Badgers fans is Oh, you only have 700 plus followers or subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, we're we're cool with that. It's growing at its own pace. And then I would maybe go check out the subscribers they have on their channels and it would say zero, one, three. So I'm not worried about it. We're going places. We're getting there. Slow and steady is fine by me, but we've only been around for one year. So we'll take that almost 800 and we'll keep on running with it. The goal is to get to a thousand by the season and I have no question that we'll get that done. So let's talk about the schedule. Let's talk about why it is perfect for the Golden Gophers. Now you're talking about UNC, Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Illinois. Six teams on next year's schedule that all spent some time in the rankings this past season. Now, yes, some of those teams have had additions and uh, losses as well, but they're all going to be competitive teams. So that's six teams that were ranked as of this past year. Then you throw in a Wisconsin, you throw in a Purdue who could always bounce back and typically give Minnesota a push, regardless of if it's due to rivalries or bad blood or what have you. There's always competitiveness between those programs each and every year. Then you've got Nebraska and even even though typically Nebraska has been rough these past few years, 
They have a new competent coach coming in. That being said, again, first-year coaches have had struggles in their times. Matt Rule is included in that bunch. But typically, Nebraska has a lot of talent going for it. They have a huge draw as far as their historic draw, the fan base being super loyal. So they always find a way to get top recruits there. You put a good competent coach in that and you're going to find a way to be competitive with teams even if the first year could be a struggle then you move to your non-conference opponents as well and outside of North Carolina which we've already mentioned you've got the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and Eastern Michigan now I've seen some Wisconsin folks yesterday talking about how our schedule is cakewalk again next year and that was just again I must have struck a chord but this time I've got to say no you can't even go there. It's definitely not a cakewalk when it comes to a non-conference schedule. You've got a team that was just in the ACC championship game and has a Heisman level candidate quarterback in North Carolina. You've got the Louisiana Raging Cajuns who with coach Billy Napier from 2018 to 2021, which is most of the past five years went 40 and 12 and they still in their first year with a new head coach, found a way to get bowl eligible last year and went six and seven, they'll be looking to bounce back. And so, you know, there's still talent within that program, especially coming from a successful coach. And then you've got Eastern Michigan, who was decent last year, nine and four overall in the season, beat Arizona State, beat Western Michigan. But one of their losses was to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. So like I said, both teams are going to scrap. They're going to present a challenge. Both should be wins. That's not an excuse. That's not a question. Minnesota needs to walk out of those games with a win, but it's going to be a hard fought win, harder fought than a Western Illinois or last year's Colorado or New Mexico State where Minnesota was beating these teams by 63 to 7, 63 to 10, whatever it is. So it's going to be closer than that. It's going to be more effort, more determination, more clean play is going to be needed to walk away with victories in those games. We don't want to have another Bowling Green. So now as I walk you away from that trauma and reminding you of the Bowling Green mishap that happened a couple of years ago, what you need to know is there's going to be no more divisions there's going to be no more random three-team draws from the East. There's going to be more Michigan, more Ohio State, more Penn State in the near future in 2024 and moving forward, plus UCLA and USC are on the way. Big 10 is about to be a brutal battle each and every year in the bloody Big Ten. That's what it's about to be, a bloodbath. The bloody Big Ten, some teams are going to walk away with more losses than they typically do. And hopefully the Gophers won't be one of those teams. Now, could they be? I'm not going to lie to you. They could be. But that is why this year's schedule is the perfect testing grounds, the perfect proving grounds to help get them to that type of competitiveness, those type of caliber of teams each and every year, not with just UCLA and USC, but also with playing Michigan more consistently, playing Ohio State more consistently, playing Penn State more consistently. It's exactly the perfect preparation for that gauntlet. Regardless of six wins next year, eight wins next year, 10 wins next year, this team is full of youth right now. There's a ton of youth at every position. Wide receivers has a lot of young guys at it. The running backs 
have a ton of young guys that we're hoping will take the lead this year. Uh, quarterback is very young. The offensive line is going to have three new starters, but we've got a whole bunch of young guys working in the backgrounds to eventually be those starters moving forward. Defensively, you've got uh, Cody Lindenberg is pretty young, still in that head of the linebackers. Uh, Joey Gerlock is one of the only players playing the Sam linebacker in practices right now. Young guy. You've got safeties back there that are young guys. Uh, Darius Green will be a redshirt sophomore next year. Our other cornerback outside of Justin Wally is going to be likely a redshirt freshman. I mean, there is so much youth heading into important positions on this team that this season is the perfect growing moment. So rather than the thought process from Gophers fans of, oh, we have to win now because the divisions are going away. And if we don't do it now, we're never going to win. We're never going to now slow your roll no matter what happens this season. And I mean, the golfers need to be bowl eligible. That's that's not a question. They need to get six wins. But six wins, eight wins, ten wins, like I've said, that's going to be perfect preparation for this team heading into a bigger and better conference because your young quarterback, who is one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've had in program history, one of the most talented quarterbacks that P.J. Fleck has had in his time, is going to get to go up against these type of teams in his first true year as a starter and what he will see for the next three years as a starting quarterback it is the perfect perfect time for him to get a feel to understand what it takes or to prove himself because say you do go out there and get 10 wins that is only promising for when you're adding a usc and a ucla because it allows you to get better improve yourself and stop with all the underratedness stop with all the the gophers aren't good or they're middle of the pack or they can't do this or they can't do that now's the time to show up and show out now is the time to get it done so getting bull eligible is a necessity but if they can go out there and compete steal a big win or two this season and finish in that eight to ten range again well it is promising with usc and ucla inbound the next year now, the defensive backs are going to get to experience guys like J.J. McCarthy, who came alive in the playoffs last year when his number was called after Michigan had run the ball so much in the actual season. An Ohio State quarterback, and we all know Ohio State always has guys ready to step up and be the face of the program over at Ohio State. You've got Kyle McCord, who I think is going to be the starter out there, playing with his high school teammate of Marvin Harrison Jr., who they already have that chemistry, but... He's a five-star quarterback that was one of the top five quarterbacks in his class. Or you've got Devin Brown, who I believe is a five-star quarterback and one of the top quarterbacks in his class. One of those guys is going to step in. One of those guys is going to be just fine. Kyle McCord has had time with Ohio State starting and thrown for over 300 yards and a few touchdowns in multiple games so far. So they're going to get a test in Ohio State in their quarterback. The DBs are going to get a test in Cade McNamara, who's a lot better caliber quarterback for Iowa than they've ever had in the past few years. Tanner Mordecai, he's talented. He can throw that thing. He can sling it around the field. So Wisconsin's got a more competent quarterback coming in. And then you're taking on a Heisman candidate in Drake May of North Carolina as well. It will absolutely be a trial by fire. And that is going to be a good thing for the Gophers. So don't panic because you know what? Yes, there could be more losses on the schedule. 
and there could not. We'll see what happens. The team takes it one game at a time, game by game mentality, which is exactly what the fans are going to have to do in the next season. But knowing that this competition now is going to benefit the team in the future and the youth on this team moving forward and give you the opportunity to want more recruits to come this way. If you can go out there and upset a Michigan, upset an Ohio State, show you're still above Wisconsin and beat them in their first year with their new head coach that everybody is loving and praising. Go and beat Nebraska, who has a coach that, again, people are going to love up on and praise. Go beat an Iowa that is reloaded and ready and you haven't been able to beat them in the past six years now. Go out there and go get those wins. Go out there and prove to people that we're still in the conversation and the recruits will continue to come. The program and the progress will continue to build. And this schedule will not be a detriment to the Gophers. So that is why you should be excited for this schedule. But what is going to change with those new teams coming to the Big Ten? What teams are going to benefit from the new teams and the breaking up of the divisions and which teams are going to feel the hurt a little bit from breaking up these divisions. And I can tell you, Minnesota might be feeling the hurt, but again, why this is a good thing. We're talking about that coming up next. First, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Now, Built Bar, you've heard me talk about it before, it is that 100% covered in real chocolate power pack protein bar that you absolutely need to try. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugars and calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar out there, Built, and you gotta try it. If you're like me and you wanna make healthier snack choices, but you don't wanna compromise on the taste, then I've got just the right thing for you. Built Bars are amazing. They've got Built Puffs, which is 100% ch wrapped in chocolate still, but it's more of a marshmallow bar, and it's healthy and tastes amazing, like I've said. Seriously, you gotta try it, but the biggest perk, in my opinion, is that they have flavors galore. They've got peanut butter brownie, they've got cookies and cream, they've got cherry barcia, and so many more flavors. Go on to built.com to see all of the different flavors that they have, plus, you can now get them in stores at Walmart or Sam's Club and get them on Built.com. You're definitely going to want to try that. Check it out. Go over to Built.com and you can still use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Check it out over at Built.com today. Gophers fans, thank you for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And I really want to give a shout out to all the everydayers that tune in each and every day of this program like we talk about. You know, if you do, you saw the craziness and the wildness from Wisconsin Badger fans yesterday. But if you haven't, now is the time to do it. You're hearing about the tougher schedule this year and why it's perfect. And tomorrow we're talking about the players who have been underrated, under-recruited when it comes to coming to the Gophers, two-star guys, three-star guys that have developed and turned into over-performers, guys who maybe moved on to the NFL, guys who've been all-conference, but have come from some seemingly nowhere recruiting misses for other schools. We're going to talk about those in the PJ Fleck era because it also tells you about the development that has been taking place here with the program. Now, we've talked about the four-star guys, and everydayers know that as well. We've talked about the four-star guys and what that has done for this program, how they have panned out. Have they all been hits? Have they all been misses? Have there been a ton of transfers? We've talked about that, so I will link that at the end of this show so you can see that one for yourself but 
This next time, we are going to talk about the underrated guys. And that's what's coming up tomorrow's show. But teams, we're getting back to the schedule thing. And teams that benefit from having no divisions absolutely benefit. There are four of them that just are going to love this thing. And that's Maryland, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Indiana. Now, those four teams are absolutely going to be the biggest benefactors as they no longer have to see a Penn State, an Ohio State, a Michigan each and every year after year after year. And I mean, that's only if they don't get put into a pod or a permanent rivalry with them. But you get what I'm saying. They don't have to see all three of them every single year. Now, the teams that it hurts the most are obviously all the teams in the West because you're going to see Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State a lot more often on top of the fact that you're going to add the additions of UCLA and USC. So you're going to see a lot more tougher caliber opponents, but it's good for these West teams. It's going to allow your Iowa's, your Minnesota's, your Wisconsin's to prove themselves that they are up there in the conversation and not just the best of the rest. It's going to allow them to prove themselves each and every year. So that is a good thing for them, but it is going to hurt the most for those programs, if that makes sense. Then on top of that, I think USC and UCLA are teams that are going to feel it the most because they are going to be battle tested each year as well. Now, if you look at the Pac-12 in the past few years, Oregon was the only team that was consistently up there with the big dogs, putting their name into the conversation for New Year's Six Bowls and for maybe even the college football playoffs. And yes, yes, I know Washington has gotten there a couple times or one time. I know that Utah has been in the conversation as of late. Oregon State has had some moments as well. But again, those are some moments. We've had some years where Wisconsin has had some moments. Iowa has had some moments. But the big dogs in the Big Ten right now have been your Ohio State and your Michigans for the most part. Now, UCLA is going to see two more of those in the big top top schools. Penn State's going to have its name into the conversation. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, those are going to be heavily competitive teams, more competitive than the middle of the pack and the bottom of the pack in the Pac-12. So I definitely think this hurts them in some form as well. And I believe it's more neutral for uh, Ohio State, for Michigan, and for Penn State. They'll likely continue to see each other in some capacity due to the rivalries and whatnot, but also with USC and UCLA coming over higher quality programs from the Pac-12, the best over there, in my opinion, outside of Oregon, that can compete, it's going to keep those schedules from getting too relaxed, and it's going to keep the competition flowing in the Big Ten. Now, three things I am most curious to see when we get into these new, the new Big Ten, when we get into the 2024 and beyond. The first one is how the scheduling changes. Now, everydayers know we prefer the 3-3-6 method here at Locked On Golden Gophers, and if you don't know what that is, it is a form of three non-conference opponents, three permanent rivalries, and six a rotation of six games of other Big Ten schools over the next three to four years. So that way you play every Big Ten school home and away in your four years as a collegiate athlete. So I'm curious to see what those locked-in rivalries would be if we move to that format or what the format will be. The second thing that I am really curious to see with the Big Ten moving forward is how it will impact or won't impact recruiting. What will be the changes? Will we see more West Coast pipelines within the Big Ten across the entire conference? Or will it be more of the same? How is it going to play for kids 
that maybe would have gone to Pac-12 schools, but they want to be in the LA market. They want to go to the LA schools. And when they can't get into the LA schools, when they aren't getting the scholarships from those teams, are they coming more Big Ten or are they staying on that Pac-12? It'll be interesting to see if that shifts at all. And then the third and final thing that I am most curious to see when it comes to the Big Ten change is which programs can continue to rise and how will the systems change? It looks like right now some of the Big Ten schools are shifting their play styles. We talked about Wisconsin. We've got new coaches coming in. Matt Rule is going to bring a different type of play style than what we've seen from Nebraska. It'll be interesting to see how it shifts, but also how will US, UCLA and USC, wow, saying those two together is struggling for me right now. USC and UCLA, how will they handle the weekly Big Ten style of play? Will it play as an advantage to those schools being more pass heavy and being able to just play a different style of ball? Or will it be a weakness? Will they not be able to take on the physicality as easily as they anticipate? Or will it be similar? Because the Pac-12 seems more conducive to passing across the board as more so than the Big Ten, or at least what we've seen from the old Big Ten. So those are the things I'm most curious for heading into this new era of the Big Ten. And it's definitely something that will be something to monitor as we move forward. How will this program, how will the conference in general have to shift as we get into the new era? Now, the last thing we're going to talk about on today's episode is a new commit for the Golden Gophers, and he is a dog. He has some reach, and he is exactly why Coach Debo is hyped for this program moving forward. We're talking about that coming up next. We've got a new Gopher ready to row. His name is Riley Sunrim, and he is ready to row. I mean, he is the number one prospect in the state of North Dakota, and he is officially committed to the Gophers in the last 48 hours. Other schools that have been in, in offered him, not just been interested in him, but offered him are Miami, Florida, Nebraska, Kansas State, Iowa State, Duke, and Kansas. Now, some of those are some big dogs. Some of those are some players, players, teams that have NIL to dish out there to players, but Riley officially comes to the Gophers excited to row, ready to get it going. Now he's listed as an offensive lineman on some of the platforms or recruiting platforms right now, but it looks like Minnesota is bringing him in as a defensive lineman. Now he's explosive, he's quick, and he has long arms and reach, and that is exactly what you are looking for at the defensive line position and as a defensive line prospect. And you can tell why Coach Debo is extremely excited to have him come in. And you know what? We I looked and read over on our guy, Daniel House. You've seen him on the podcast a few times over at Gophers Guru. And he was very impressed with what he saw from Riley Sunrim last year in the July camp with the Gophers. And he came away saying he frequently won in offensive line versus defensive line drills with getting his hands inside, extending and shedding blocks. He also displayed lateral quickness while utilizing spin moves. And he won reps with little technical nuances, leverage, and lower body power. So you can see why Coach Debo is going to be excited by something like that. 
And I got to plug my guy over at Gophers Guru. If you haven't looked at and checked out his work yet, it's time to get on board because he is giving you the latest and greatest with some of these guys, breaking down film, breaking down the insights and much more. So definitely show love to my guy at Daniel House over at Gophers Guru. But let me tell you, when I turned on the huddle tape, when I watched the film, this man can pack a punch when he hits. He hits with full force, and that itself is extremely exciting. But you can see the quickness. You can see the burst off of the line of scrimmage. And so what I am excited about is not the skills necessarily, not the burst, not the reach. I mean, yes, I'm excited by all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But the biggest thing that I am excited for when I went and saw what he had to say about Minnesota and the program and why he wanted to be here He's built into the culture, of course. He's ready to for the standard. He's ready. He was excited by the practices. He was excited by the culture and the energy and the lifestyle, all that stuff. Great to hear. But the thing I am most excited for is that from the jump, he is ready to be an advocate for Minnesota and building this class moving forward. And we saw that from guys last year, like Martin Owusu, like Greg Johnson, like Zaquan Bryan, who got really active, and Darius Taylor. They all got active in trying to get other guys to come this way and continue to build this thing and find some special talents in that class. Now, people might look at the class and be like, oh, it wasn't rated that high. Look, let me tell you, Greg Johnson is going to be a dog moving forward. Darius Taylor is going to be a dog moving forward. Zaquan Bryan is going to be a dog moving forward. All of those guys have found a way to get a four star on one of the platforms. And we don't star watch too much over on these platforms over here at Lockdown Golden Gophers because there's no real consistency to it all. There's a process and they have the ways to go about it. And there's also some sneaky changes on the back end every once in a while and things like that. So I wouldn't read too much into it, but having seen these guys, having seen what they did in high school, seeing their tape there, but also seeing some of them in these spring sessions now or talking with some of these guys, let me tell you, they're going to be dogs. And Riley Sunrim is one of those guys that I'm excited for as well, moving forward and knowing he's going to be an advocate for the program. He's already talking to, he's gotten to know the number one player in Minnesota right now when it comes to rankings and Wyatt Gilmore, an edge rusher. And he's from Rogers, if anybody didn't know that yet. And he wants him to join as well. He got to know him over these visits that he's come to the program and they built a little connection there. So hopefully that connection can continue to grow and build and thrive and why it can head this way as well. Now, I love to see both Riley and Mason Carrier dunk on Fairweather fans in their comments who are like, oh, well, it's only one more year until they decommit. So both are both of them were like, I'm not going anywhere. So love to see him dunk on him. Love to see the loyalty. Love to see the advocacy for the program and adding Wyatt Gilmore to this bunch on the edge. You're talking about... Riley plus Wyatt on that defensive line. Oh, we need pass rush help, right? We want the adjusted pass rush. We're excited about guys like Ja Joyner, Anthony Smith, uh, Devin Eastern, Kyler Baugh. We're excited about that, right? With the new defensive lineman coach. And now we've got more prospects coming in this way. Carter Menz is coming in the summer. Hopefully both Riley and hopefully eventually Wyatt Gilmore will be headed this way and ready to roll, ready to grind and work with Coach Debo. I am excited for this defensive line moving forward. It's in motion. Things are in motion. Things are starting to go. 
But the last thing we're going to talk about here really quick, touch on one brief, maybe two sentences, is the next commit to look forward to possibly is making a decision tonight. And that is Zaheer Ranier. He is a safety prospect. He is the Gophers listed in his final seven, but he's making his decision tonight over at 247 on their live broadcast, apparently. So definitely check that out. Hopefully he is headed this way as well. We are crystal balled to have him right now. So hopefully that projection plays out and we have another commit headed to the Gophers moving forward. That's going to do it for us here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and we'll keep this thing rolling until next time where we talk about the underrated recruits or underrated prospects that turned into over performers tomorrow. I'll see you then.